Folks, listen up. I've got something crucial to share with you today. In this uncertain world, you need to be prepared for anything, especially when it comes to your health. That's where the wellness company comes in, offering you peace of mind in a box with their medical emergency kit. Picture this. You're faced with a medical emergency and you need quick, effective treatment. The Wellness Company's Medical Emergency Kit is like having a strategic arsenal of life-saving medications right at your fingertips. From proven treatments like ivermectin to generic Z-Packs and amoxicillin, this kit has got you covered. But that's not all. Every kit comes with a medical emergency guidebook, ensuring you have the knowledge to use these medications safely and effectively. It's like having a medical professional right there with you when you need it most. And here's the kicker. Use code FFN to get 10% off your medical emergency kit at twc.health FFN. That's right, folks. 10% off, peace of mind in a box. Don't wait until it's too late. Get your medical emergency kit today and be ready for whatever comes your way. Stay safe, stay prepared with a wellness company. Again, use code FFN to get 10% off your medical emergency kit at twc.health FFN. It's hard to know who to trust anymore. Many so-called conservatives in the media are either ideologically lukewarm or they're outright shills for the establishment. But when you listen to J.D. Rucker Live, you know you'll get a fearless America First perspective that is based on a biblical worldview. Here's J.D. Rucker. You know, for the first time in a long time, I think we have reason to celebrate. And I'm not talking about, you know, we, we always have reasons to celebrate. There's plenty of good that's happening in the world, plenty of good that's happening in many of our lives. Not everybody's. But at least a lot of people have some good things happening, so we should always count our blessings. We shouldn't be all doom and gloom all the time. But this week, we have political reasons to be very hopeful. And that's a good thing. That's a very positive thing, especially considering the state of the nation state of the world that we're living in today. Yes, this week, Liz Cheney, <laughs> Liz Cheney was handily defeated. She wasn't just beaten. She was obliterated. I mean, she was absolutely drubbed by uh, Harriet Hageman, the Trump-backed competitor, conservative, America First Patriot, who was running for her seat, Liz Cheney's seat, in the great state of Wyoming. <laughs> where Liz Cheney's not even from, but I digress. She lost by nearly 40 points, and this is significant. It's not just that she lost, okay? We expected her to lose. I think everybody and their dog who's been paying attention for the last couple of months expected her to lose. Many of us thought for sure that she was going to lose as, as far back as five or six months ago, maybe even longer than that. You're really, really smart. But we thought that based upon the polling, she'd probably win by or lose by yeah, about 30 points. Recent polls were showing that. And then I actually thought she was only going to lose by about 20 points because I thought that the efforts to steal votes, efforts that we saw taking place, I believe, I can't prove it, but I believe that the uniparty establishment tried to or was accomplished stealing some votes, getting some, some voter fraud going in the great state of Arizona for the sake of trying to get Karen Taylor Robeson the rhino favorite to beat Carrie Lake. Now that didn't happen, of course, but the margin was a lot closer than what the polls were showing. In this case, the polls were wrong in the other direction. 
No, she didn't lose by 20 points, She didn't lose, which I thought she would. She didn't lose by 30 points, which the polls showed she would. She lost by like 38 or 39 points. And that is a full-blown just obliteration, annihilation. Pick your, your favorite term. It's got to be a top five. I haven't checked the stats, but that has to be one of the top five primary losses for an incumbent in U.S. history. Maybe number one, for all I know. I don't think so. Actually, I've seen some, at least a couple that were more. But in those cases, it's usually because like the, the incumbent went to jail or something. You know, but this is this is different. I mean, allegedly, Liz Cheney is just on top of the world and Rhino world and neocon world and never Trump world. And so the fact that she lost by so much as an incumbent, being the daughter of Dick Cheney, who believe it or not, he's still kind of popular in Wyoming. And yet, here we are. This week, she lost. We need to understand that that's significant. Not just the fact, again, that she lost, but how she lost. And a lot of people will say, I'm already hearing it on the various shows out there, the various blogs out there are saying that the main reason she lost was because she voted against Trump. She voted for impeachment. She was one of the 10 Republicans in the House of Representatives who voted to impeach Donald Trump the second time. Now, let's be clear about something. That is definitely a factor. Obviously, it's a factor considering that two, only two out of the 10 who voted against him survived. So we know that that's a factor, a major factor. If you voted against Trump, people... The Republican Party, at least the the um, America First, the patriotic wing of the Republican Party, they're not going to be happy and they're going to use that in ad campaigns. And Trump's base is still extraordinarily strong. So you hear, oh, this person voted against, voted to impeach Trump. I'm not voting for that person. Who's the best alternative? Did Trump endorse anybody? And in most cases, he did. Even Joe Kent, who was supposed to lose in Washington, he was able to come out with a squeaker, but a victory came came in the last minute that he was able to win. Only two of them survived. So we do know that it's a factor. With that said, the fact that she didn't just lose, that she was obliterated, tells us that Liz Cheney's loss was more than that. It tells us something very important. It tells us that people, especially Republicans, but I think many independents and Democrats as well, the American people are sick and tired of being told that January 6th is a thing. That January 6th is some sort of, was an insurrection. We've seen so much evidence to show that not only was it not an insurrection, but that it was prompted by law enforcement, prompted by the feds, prompted in many ways by leftist organizations such as Antifa. Why has Ray Epps not been arrested? We have him on video saying, we're going to the Capitol. You know, he's being heralded as a hero by people like Adam Kinzinger, one of the people who voted for impeachment, who he didn't lose. He just decided not to even run for re-election, the little whiny loser. But hey, you know, to each his own. We know and that the people are very upset by this. And Liz Cheney's just incessant Trump derangement syndrome that's pushing her to make this the the primary thing, her her mission in life to take down Trump. I mean, people don't like that. Okay? They just don't. They've tried everything. They've gotten CNN, MSNBC, even in many ways Fox News to cover the January 6th hearings. They've they've trotted out people to stand there and, and lie 
and it's become a debacle. I mean, if you heard recent Trump rallies, he's sitting there saying, man, you know, listening to that to that one lady to talk about me, you know, I felt kind of strong, he said. It's, man, you know, I mean, these are big, burly Secret Service agents, and I'm leaping in the front seat and hitting these guys and trying to veer them in different directions. People know it was, it was a debacle. People know it was a, it was a bald-faced lie, manipulation of the truth, we'll call it. Okay? We don't know what happened. We do know that whatever she said happened didn't happen. You've got Liz Cheney out there. You know, it's just nodding. Oh, man. Wow. This is incredible stuff. You must have been traumatized. That's that's my Liz Cheney impersonation, by the way. I don't do impersonations very well. Anyway. Yeah. she she's She's a joke. And the January 6th commission is a joke. Everybody tried to push it. Everybody on the left tried to push it. Many conservatives, or I should say Republicans, not conservatives. Conservatives wouldn't push that crap. But but Republicans, a lot of them were saying, hey, you know what? Maybe we should look at this. Maybe we should avoid avoid insurrection. You've got Mike Pence out there recently coming out. You know, basically, he's going against Trump and, and favoring, siding with the FBI's raid of Mar-a-Lago. Did you hear about that one? Hmm. You don't see that out there on, on corporate media very much, do you? But it's true. We've got them on tape. You know, as a matter of fact, let me go ahead and play that. I think we have it here. Stand by. Yeah, no, oh, I do. I do have it. I lied. Here we go. Earlier today and elsewhere, I, I also want to remind my fellow Republicans, we can hold the Attorney General accountable for the decision that he made without attacking rank-and-file law enforcement personnel at the FBI. The Republican Party is the party of law and order. Our party stands with the men and women who serve on the thin blue line at the federal and state and local level. And these attacks on the FBI must stop. Calls to defund the FBI are just as wrong as calls to defund the police. Okay, fine. So he didn't side with the FBI, technically speaking, and you heard that applause there. I wanted, if you were watching or listening to this on audio, not watching the video, it is. Um, it was the New Hampshire Institute of Politics at St. Anselm College where he was speaking, and uh, there was the New England Council that he was speaking with or on behalf of the audience was was pretty sparse but these these look like uh your average you know donor class republicans and so they you know it was a populist thing to say or at least semi-populist to say you know you can't go after the the rank and file that's always that's my you know one of those terms that they use it's kind of like saying grassroots voters you know rank and file means oh these guys have are, are not complicit in anything well, let's be clear okay i do support the FBI, at least the idea of the FBI, and I do support FBI agents who are not corrupt. Unfortunately, what we're finding is that so many of them are. So many of them are corrupt, not just the leaders. Okay. It's not just, oh, you know, the rank and file, they just have to do what they're told. Okay, listen, listen, if I am being told, okay, to infiltrate a patriot group in order to try to entrap them and try in, in order to try to make them kidnap a, a governor or start a riot at a rally. If that's what I'm asked to do, I'm not going to do it. Okay. 
FBI agents are not drones. The training there, they're supposed to be independent thinkers. And we're just not seeing a whole lot of action. Again, this isn't supposed to be an attack against the FBI. I just want to, sorry, I got, I got, got diverted by this whole Pence thing. I, I have something, something pretty, I have a, a true anger towards Mike Pence. That is, you know, you expect certain things from people like Liz Cheney or Adam Kinzinger or Mitt Romney. But Mike Pence was, at least at one point, supposed to be one of the good guys. And he turns, he's turning out to be the worst of the the bad guys. I mean, his it's it bugs me. Maybe I'm having some Pence derangement syndrome on my own. And maybe that that di- diverted me from this this important, very hopeful discussion, at least, at least in this particular segment, because it really is hopeful. Bottom line is this with Liz Cheney doing what she did, losing as she did. That tells us a couple of important things. Number one, as I noted, the January 6th commission is unpopular. The whole concept of this, trying to pin this as an insurrection is idiotic. Okay. It's not working. People are seeing through it, especially the Republican party. We're not buying into it. They're trying to divide us. As I've said on many recent shows, they want, it's not just about dividing the country between left and right. They want to take the right and they want to divide it. And they want to divide it in a way that allows the uniparty swamp members, the Mitch McConnell's of the world, that allows them to have control over the Republican Party. That way, it doesn't matter who wins in November's. You know, any given November, Republicans can win, Democrats can win, nothing's going to be very different. That's what they want. Then, you know, if you have control of both sides, who cares which side wins? And you don't have to stick your neck out and steal steal elections like they had to do in 2020. So this does tell us that there is there is a concern there. It also tells us that, like I said, they saw what they were up against. And even though Wyoming is so sparsely populated, that voter fraud should be relatively easy, numerically speaking, not, not logistically, but numerically speaking, it should be relatively easy because... It's not like you have to manufacture hundreds of thousands or millions of votes. You can manufacture five or 10,000 votes and make a difference. Well, in this case, they would have had to manufacture a lot more than that. Okay, granted, they probably would have needed 30 or 40,000 votes. I haven't done the math, but they needed, you know, they needed tens of thousands of votes to be manufactured, whether from convincing Democrats to decide to go and vote for Pence or just flat out manufacturing votes, as we know they do. They decided that it was just too much. There was too much of a risk. And so they didn't try it at all. At least I hope they didn't try it at all. If she still lost by 38 points and they cheated, that would be, wow. This is an opportunity, folks. It's not just an opportunity to get one more America First Patriot and Harriet Hageman into office. The bigger opportunity here is that this demonstrates that we can. Hey there, freedom-loving carnivores. It's Jeff Dornick from Freedom First Network, and I've got a message for you. Are you tired of feeling like your beef choices are under siege? Well, fellow patriots, it's time to fight back with Prepper All Naturals. That's right, folks. In a world where the beef industry is under constant attack, Prepper All Naturals is here to stand tall and proud as a veteran-owned beacon of quality, taste, and freedom. When the guys at Prepper All Naturals set out to provide you with the finest beef products, they knew they had a duty to defend America's beef legacy, and that's why we're proud to partner with them, bringing you the best of what this great land has to offer. Whether it's their succulent freeze-dried beef cubes or their premium freezer boxes packed with steaks and roasts, we're redefining what it means to enjoy beef today and tomorrow. And let me tell you folks, their freeze-dried beef isn't just delicious, it's built to last. With proper stores, their beef cubes can maintain their quality and freshness for up to a decade, ensuring you'll never have to compromise on taste or nutrition. But wait, there's more. 
They're not just in the business of selling beef. They're in the business of defending freedom. That's why they promise to never sell you anything less than 100% all-American natural beef. No lab-grown imposters, no experimental jabs, and certainly no compromises with the woke agenda. So, fellow beef enthusiasts, join us in our mission to protect America's beef legacy. Visit freedomfirstbeef.com and use code FFM for 15% off your order. Because when you choose Prepper All Naturals, you're not just eating well today, you're eating well tomorrow. And together, we'll ensure that beef remains a symbol of freedom for generations to come. Prepper All Naturals, where beef meets freedom. As a America First movement, and even possibly as the greater Republican Party, we can't unify behind the right people behind these types of candidates. And hopefully this will teach us that we can unify as a group, as a whole, we can unify towards the American first policies and ideologies that are the only chance of saving this nation outside of the hand of God reaching down and saying, you guys, okay, you guys are healed. Outside of that, the only chance we've got is if we get more America first patriots. And we can't just wait till 2024 and hope that Trump is Trump runs again. We've got to start now. This is one of the reasons why, you know, I had a, um, I, I had this, and you know what? I'm going to save that story. I want to save that for the next segment because, because it's, it's an important one, but, uh, and I, I don't want to be too rushed, too rushed. You know what? Scratch that. Let me go ahead and tell you real quick. I came close to coming out and saying, maybe we need to, support Dr. Mehmet Oz. I've been in adamant opposition to him. But this week, for the first time, his his opponent, his Democrat socialist opponent, Fetterman, came out and spoke first time since his stroke. And I'm watching and I'm realizing, oh my gosh, this guy cannot be a senator. Holy cow, this guy can't be a senator. Okay, he makes Joe Biden look like look like uh <laughs> Jordan Peterson. Okay. I mean, he this he he was slow. He forgot his words regularly. He, uncomfortable pauses throughout. He wasn't sure what he was saying half the time. So I thought, as much as I know that 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 Mehmet Oz is going to be a rhino worse than Mitt Romney, worse than Lisa Murkowski. As much as I know that to be true, we can't let Fetterman into the Senate. So I came close to saying, you know what? I know I always come out and say, you know, you can't. Don't go for the lesser of two evils. Stick to your principles. But but in this case, maybe make an exception. Then I decided, you know what? Screw that. No exceptions. None. I'm not saying that you you know go vote for Fetterman or support Fetterman. But we have true America First patriots that all of our efforts should be put towards helping them get elected. I would rather take somebody who is 10 points behind as an America First patriot. I would rather put more effort into supporting them than to support Mehmet Oz, who really isn't doing, he's doing an awful campaign, okay? He's been awful throughout. He was awful during during the primary. The only thing that got him through the primary was Donald Trump. He was awful during the primary, and then after the primary, he, he eliminated, stopped talking about Donald Trump altogether. I mean, even after the Mar-a-Lago raid, he waited like 24 hours before he even said anything. And even then, he didn't mention Donald Trump, and he didn't mention FBI. It's weird. It's like his people have told him, do not mention Donald Trump, do not invoke that name. He was tweeting every single day multiple times about Donald Trump leading into the primaries. Once he won the primary, he was done. He took Donald Trump off of his freaking website. So no, I will not do what it takes to support him just to pick up that Senate seat. Is it important? Absolutely. Absolutely. We need to have a red wave. Put your efforts, in my humble opinion, you can do what you want. I'm not telling you what to do. But in my humble opinion, 
rather than, you know, uh, whatever, covering your eyes and, and, you know, biting the bullet and say, okay, fine, let's go ahead and support Oz. Just if he wins, he wins great. If he loses, fine. But put your efforts, put your money, your money to support candidates, put your money towards those who are true America first patriots. Let the rhinos deal with the rhinos. And hopefully, once they realize they can't count on us to donate, they can't count on us to throw our support behind them to write op-eds to do videos in support of their weak, you know, milquetoast, feckless, non-America first patriotic candidates, they realize that maybe they'll stop throwing them out there. I know they won't, but I cannot ask anybody to support them, and I won't. So that changed the entire, the entire uh, future of this show as far as, uh, well, not the whole future, but the future as far as today's show. Uh, coming up, we are going to talk about, oh, what is it? Um, oh, the media, the, the right-leaning media. Can't wait, so stay tuned. Hey, everybody, it's J.D. Rucker. I wanted to talk to you real quick about the future. Seems like everything's going crazy. Okay, we've got food crisis, supply chain issues, border crisis, war in Ukraine. They're going after Donald Trump. The globalists are really pushing for the Great Reset. It's happening. Everything that everything is going wrong. The economy is tanking. Okay, I have put together a list of sponsors that you can find at jdrucker.com slash prepare. That's jdrucker.com slash prepare. As those who have listened to me or watched me for a long time know, I do not pick out sponsors based upon how lucrative they will be. I pick out sponsors because I believe in their products. I stick with these sponsors for an extended period of time. I test them out. I vet them out. I make sure they are America first companies, that they're not donating to Democrats, that they're not beholden to the Chinese Communist Party. So check it out. JDRucker.com slash prepare. JDRucker.com slash prepare. God bless America. One of the hardest parts about doing not just the show, but also running the various websites that we run, including the Liberty Daily, which I'm the editor at, including uh, AmericaFirstReport.com, which I am the publisher of, we've got uh, Cancel.News, we've got uh, Insert a Playlist, we have my good old standard, uh, NOQReport.com, and of course we have JDRucker.com, these are all places you can always go visit going to be putting my show up at freedomfirst.tv very soon so that's something that can be very exciting we'll be live streaming from there as well separately from by the way if you're watching this listening to this on america out loud or red state talk radio if you're watching this on rumble on variety on on bit shoot wherever uh, this new show that's going to go up at freedomfirst.tv is going to be exclusive to freedomfirst.tv so check that out i don't know when that's going to roll out before the end of this month um, I was hoping to get it out this week. It's probably looking more like next week. Been a busy week, so it is what it is. But one of the themes, you know, one of the hardest parts we have with everything that I do is that I do have to still rely on, in many ways, some of the what I like to call the right-leaning rhino-supporting, you know, the 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 fake news on the right, so to speak. You you know who I'm talking about? The Fox Newses of the world. Okay, uh, obviously one of the the clearest cut anti-Trump organizations out there that are supposedly right-leaning and you can say oh but tucker carlson yeah okay i get it tucker's fine but pretty much everybody else okay pretty much everybody else is either a rhino a neocon a leftist or a combination of the three these are paul ryan's people 
even though they most of them were there before Paul Ryan, but he really has shaped that company in the direction that it's heading politically speaking. They want to be truly centrist, and they want to be essentially shills for the Uniparty swamp, whether that's left or right, mostly on the right because of the audience, but still, they want to they want to help people like Mike Pence. They want to help people like Liz Cheney, okay? You might say, oh, no, they don't like Liz Cheney. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, they did. They just didn't put much effort. If, if she was down by five points, I guarantee you, she would have been on all of the most, well, not all, most of the Fox News shows. Brett Baer would have had her on 14 times if they thought that she had a chance. You know, they every time they do anything that goes against the base, they know that they're losing credibility and they're losing audience. And so they have to pick and choose their battles. They don't just go overly, okay, anybody who's anti-Trump, let's get them on. They're, they're smarter than that. And they are smart. And people, many of us, I don't, but I know many of you watching, you still watch Fox News. You still get your, you know, maybe you're, you're getting news online from Washington Examiner or Washington Times. Or the, and I could go down the list. I'm not going to you know, name names per se, not for any other reason. But because it's it's not out of fear or concern or you know, cancel culture or retribution. It's because we have to be careful. The, because there are people that work for organizations. There are people over at the Washington Examiner that I like and admire and respect that are patriots, that are fighting against, by the way, their own organization. I've talked to them. They're fighting against their own news outlet because the news outlet seems to be embracing as much as possible number one a centrist attitude number two because they, they've got to have their news guard news guard uh check mark or whatever <laughs> funny story i'll tell you about that one later uh but uh <laughs> i'll tell you now real quick news guard reached out to me <laughs> for america first report they wanted to find out some stuff i'm like dude there's zero chance nothing i could ever say to them nothing i could ever do Everything that we pu publish over there is true, okay? So, but it's opinionated, a lot of it. These are my opinions, which makes it true. I'm not saying that my opinions are always right, but since uh, they're my opinions or the opinions of the writers, you can't say, oh, that's false. That's what we believe, okay? I'm not stating, I don't write news articles that are, you know, factually, factually speaking, there's exactly 1.382 you know, million Americans who have died within within 17 days of getting injected with the COVID-19 vaccine. We don't say that. We should put out evidence. It says, yeah, it appears that a lot of people are dying after they get jabbed. It appears that, based on these studies, scientific studies, that the rate of myocarditis has gone up dramatically. Hundreds of percentages in increase, especially in young people who have been jabbed. You know, but for saying stuff like that, of course, NewsGuard's going to say, nope, you know, fake news. So <laughs> that's the funny story is that they they wanted me to do this um, whole presentation and talk. I'm guys, just slap on your little fake news badge because there's nothing I can do to prevent it. Just I'll wear it as a badge of honor. And I do. I do. Anyway, so. So, yeah, so um, there is, there are people over at, for example, the Washington Examiner, Washington Times. These are you know, essentially rhino shills, rhino affiliates, but there are people over there that that are trying. They're fighting. They're fighting to, to get the truth out there. You know, they have to be very careful. It's a sad state of affairs, and this has been the case forever.
but it, we should have corrected it, you'd think, by 2023 or 2022 instead of making it worse, as it has been for the getting worse for the last nine to, you'd say, probably 14, 15 years. It's getting worse that news organizations are preventing the truth from getting out there. They're not just trying to distract you with other news. They're trying to, to flat out lie to you. And that does include many on the right. If we are going to obliterate the uniparty swamp, which is one of my primary goals, you know, the way that I look at it, the uniparty swamp is extremely important. And I would say probably a majority of America First Patriots would look at this swamp, look at the rhinos, the Democrats, you know, the milk toast moderates, look at them and say, those are the people we need to stop. They're our primary targets. I would say a majority of America First Patriots feel that way. I look at them as dominions, okay, to the globalist elites. The Uniparty Swamp, whether it's Nancy Pelosi, Mitch McConnell, or whoever, they're still answering to other people, higher powers, powers and principalities in many cases. They're still answering to Klaus Schwab, George Soros, Barack Obama, Bill Gates, and the like. So, no, I don't consider them the top priority, but at least they're an achievable mission. It's easier for us to fight them than it is for us to fight the Council for Inclusive Capitalism under the Rockefellers and, and Rothschilds. I mean, they're, they're, what, what can we do about them? Right, they might be the tip of the spear of advancing the Great Reset, advancing globalism and neo-Marxism across the globe. But hey, not much we can do other than alert the people where we can have an influence is here, in trying to obliterate the Uniparty Swamp, which is why one of our toughest challenges is fighting against the right-leaning shill media. You would be shocked. How few, you know, I have to go through as editor at the Liberty Daily, which is to me, I, obviously I'm biased, but it is the best, you know, drudge alternative, tr actually truly conservative version of what drudge used to be. And we put up 100, 120, sometimes 150 stories a day. I My feed is made up of over 250 news outlets, right-leaning news outlets. We also comb through local affiliates for everybody looking at local news because sometimes Stuff that doesn't make it to national news, national news should. This is the smell of the leftover tuna fish sandwich you left in your lunchbox over the weekend in a wimpy trash bag. Wimpy, wimpy, wimpy! Blech. And this is the smell of that same sandwich in a hefty, ultra-strong trash bag. Hefty, hefty, hefty! Ah, <sighs> smell the difference? Hefty Ultra Strong has Arm & Hammer with continuous odor control, so no matter what's inside your trash... Hmm. You can stay one step ahead of Stinky. And for bigger jobs, try the superior strength of hefty large black bags. This episode is made possible by PwC. A robot may not be coming for your job, but competitors are coming for your market share. At PwC, we pair the right tech with the right solutions to help you gain a competitive edge. Reimagine operations from the cloud, fuel innovation with responsible AI, and detect risks before they become headlines. That's human-led and tech-powered. It's all part of the new equation. Learn more at thenewequation.com. And, you know, you can't just trust CNN, Fox News, New York Times, or whoever to pick up on it. So we do try really hard over there. But the point is that, you know, you'd be shocked how many of these organizations, how many of these news outlets, they have, there's a scale, okay? Some of them, like Fox News, they're they're at the, the top right there, okay? As far as probably 80% of what they post, what they publish, what they talk about, 80% is designed to manipulate you to embrace 
rhinos. Now you might say, oh, but but they don't, you know, a lot of the stuff they talk about is truly conservative. Yes. And even then, much of it is a manipulation designed, for example, to get you to say, okay, so they're they're fighting critical race theory. They're railing against it. So they must be a good guy. If all they did was say, okay, so we got Mike Pence coming on. After Mike Pence, we're gonna get Chris Christie on. <laughs> and then after Chris Christie, let's see what let's see what uh what uh, what's her name? I always forget her name. Nikki Haley is doing, you know. So let's get some some guys from the the uh, Lincoln Project or whatever it's called. Get those guys on. If they did that, then you would have you would no longer watch it. You would no longer have trust in them. So when I say eighty percent of it is bad, some of it is you know where they take the safer topics and they they spout off conservatism, you know. Roe v. Wade is down. Yes. You know, it's unambiguously a conservative principle to cheer on Roe v. Wade being overturned. There are conservatives that disagree with me that don't like the fact that it was overturned. But, you know, that is what it is. And point being is that Fox News can embrace that. They can oppose certain aspects, for example, of the border. Not all of it. They're not doing everything they can to oppose everything, all of the policies that are being thrown out, either thrown out from the Trump era or inserted in from the Biden regime. They, when it comes to the border, they they do an okay job, but they can talk about that stuff because it's safely conservative without having to, you know, you're not having to embrace rhino or populist. Hey, we agree. Okay. The America First Patriots, we want the border closed. The rhinos, for the most part, they want the border closed. At least they can talk about it or pretend like they do. Whether they do or not is up to them. You get the idea. And I'm dwelling too long on this, but this is an important point. 80% of it is geared to manipulating you in some way. The other 20%, the other 20% will be used or is being used to attack those who they don't like. This is hard for people to recognize. If you're not as immersed as many of us are, as I am, in watching what, I mean, I literally read, there are days when I read every single headline, every single headline that Fox News, Washington Examiner, Washington Times, everybody, Gateway Pundit, Breitbart, Daily Wire, you know, I could show you my list, The Federalist. <laughs> We've got a, 250 sites. And I will, on some days, read every single headline. We're talking about thousands of headlines. That's part of my job. And I can see the manipulation. I can see what's happening. So that 20% is the truly concerning part because that's where we get into you know the real nuts and bolts. I, I want to give you just a quick example. This is a distant example from 2016, but it's arguably the most clear-cut example of how companies like Fox News will try to manipulate you while not necessarily going to the left. Okay. So it was the first summit or the first caucus, the Iowa caucus in 2016. Donald Trump was going into it as the front runner. Ted Cruz ended up winning. Trump came in second, and then a distant third was Marco Rubio. Well, Marco Rubio happened to be the guy, okay? They didn't like Cruz at all. They definitely didn't like Trump, they being the Fox News executives. Marco Rubio was the closest to somebody that they could actually appreciate, they actually liked, okay? I don't think he was their ideal choice. I think they would have much rather had Jeb Bush in 2016, but Marco Rubio was still better in their eyes than Ted Cruz or Donald Trump. So after the primary, 
they show Marco Rubio's entire concession speech. And I mean, they were just gushing over it. It wasn't a concession speech. In his mind, it was a victory speech. And they were just talking about how amazing that speech was and how this was really coming in third was such a strong victory for Marco Rubio. Marco Rubio was amazing, according to Fox News. And that wasn't just one person. It was This was the, the entirety of the group. And this extended for days, to be clear. And they cut to t- Ted Cruz. Ted Cruz, granted, he, I remember the speech. It was awful. It's just like, dude, stop. He was rambling. It was awful. Um, but with that said, you know, they downplayed the fact that he was, came from behind, and he won the Iowa caucus. They pretend like it didn't happen. You know, they made excuses. They're like, well, you know, caucuses are this, and you really got to question the results. And Oh, you know, it's, it's, I mean, this is Iowa. The last person who won Iowa and still got the nomination was like, who, you know, I mean, it was just ridiculous. And then, but you know what? Marco Rubio coming in third in Iowa. Oh my gosh. It's amazing. I mean, this is, this is freaking spectacular. I thought that, that Brett Bear was going to like, like just cry all over himself because of how amazing it was that Marco Rubio was able to get third place. That's an example. And that type of manipulation happens every single day, multiple times a day from multiple news organizations. It is imperative. I'm begging you. Okay. Begging. Oh, oh, let me, let me, before I get to my begging, I, I will beg you guys here in a second. But before I get to begging, I want to be clear. So, so Fox News at the top, about 80%. You have others. Okay. And I would say Washington Examiner is probably about 80 or 90%. You have others. Okay, that are there in the, you know, 40, 50, 60 percent range. That is where some of their stuff is actually positive. It depends on really the writer or the editor at the moment. Some of them, you can tell that they have a different weekend editor from a weekday editor because the week, weekend editors will allow certain stories and weekday editors will allow certain stories or certain topics. Okay, but they'll, they'll be at the 40, 50 percent range. Then you got some that are barely, you know, occasionally they'll throw out a, a Rhino Shill article. Okay, and a lot of times it's not intentional. A lot of times they just didn't position it right. You've got organizations, news outlets, like America First Report, which is mine. You know, America First Report, the Liberty Daily. That's not mine, but I'm the editor over there. You have the Gateway Pundit and 100% Fed Up. You've got, uh, let's see, uh, Big League Politics there. They've been doing pretty well uh, as far as doing that. National File, they're they're doing okay. Um, anyway, point is that, is that you've got certain organizations where you, it's going to be one or two or 3%. Okay. Nobody gets to zero, by the way, there's nobody can get to 0% absolutely positive. If they are, then they're, then they're doing it wrong. Okay. Because you can't, you can't completely eliminate if, if Mike Pence goes off and say, you know, runs into a burning building and saves children, I got to write about it. And I got to give them kudos. Does that make me a rhino? No, but that's pretty cool if he runs into a burning building and, and, and saves children. And that's an extreme example, but you get the you get the idea. You can't be at zero percent, but if you can minimize, there's times when I will pass on a story because because the story might be semi-important. If it's truly important, I'll, I'll post it. If it's semi-important, but it would benefit, you know, Nikki Haley and, and her presidential ambitions, I'm not gonna post it. Period. Sorry. Oh, but that's biased. Yep. Yep, it is. So here's where I'm going to beg. I'm going to beg you to be more cognizant of what you're watching. Be more cognizant of what you're listening to. The people you're listening to, this applies to, to talk radio as well, by the way. 
I think in talk radio, you have more, or I guess you could say fewer, fewer rhino shills, but they're still out there and they're still prominent. There's some of the bigger names out there that are definitely clearly unambiguously rhino shills. Okay. So I'm begging you, just be aware that this is happening and make changes. Change where you're going to go. Change who you're going to look at. Change where you're going to get your news. I strongly recommend, look, I, we have had many you know, prominent people tell us that the Liberty Daily is where they go multiple times a day every day because we do try to update that you know, throughout. We wake up at 5 a.m., usually before then. I mean, I wake up before then, but but we get started about 5 a.m. and we go on until the next day, until you know, sometimes midnight, one, two in the morning. There's going to be gaps. We have to, you know, both both myself as well as Matthew Burke, the owner, we both nap. Can't afford eight hours off. Okay. Eight hours? What can happen in those eight hours? You know, we can't go to sleep at midnight, keep the news going at midnight, and then wake up at eight. Are you kidding me? When we run the site, we run it for the entire day. That means getting the news up at 5 a.m., you know, working the site until 6, 7, 8, taking a couple-hour nap, waking back up again, seeing what we missed, and getting all that posted. We've rotated through it all, or not rotated through it, we we published to it throughout the day. And so the point I'm trying to get at is this. I don't care if you go to Liberty Daily, you can go anywhere. You can go anywhere you want. Just watch. Watch what you're watching. Be mindful. Because if you, you believe it or not, you can get at least partially indoctrinated without your knowledge. Maybe you might start thinking that somebody is an America first patriot and they're not. Maybe you'll start hearing that, oh, well, that must be a policy that I should consider because of, you know, I mean, we can all be manipulated. All I'm asking you to do is to be more careful with what you're hearing, what you're seeing, what you're reading. Be more cognizant of the ways that they can manipulate you and be more selective with where you end up going because your time is valuable your your everything that you do is valuable you are valuable to this nation to this world every single one of you so i'm begging you don't let yourself be manipulated and stop watching fox news <laughs> that's it that's the message after the break going to talk about how pandemic panic theater 2.0 appears to be coming and why i believe that that should be the litmus test to determine if a candidate is true if a candidate is truly worth supporting or not so stay tuned yeah, folks if you were listening to this show watching this show chances are you have my pillow products i'm here to tell you that you need more and the reason being is well twofold number one because there's some amazing sales going on at mypillow.com right now but number two because frankly, they're hurting. I don't want to, you know, I'm not saying this, I'll probably get in trouble for even saying it, but I can tell you based upon sales, I can tell you based upon reactions that I've been receiving from other other show hosts, other other uh, conservative news outlets, that my pillow sales have gone down dramatically. They are hurting just like the rest of us. I mean, many of us are hurting. The vast majority of us are hurting. But if you can, whether you've got a my pillow or not, take a moment, support this America First company, support Mike Lindell, support the show. By going to MyPillow.com and using promo code JDR, that's MyPillow.com, promo code JDR, or call 1-800-862-0382, that's 1-800-862-0382, promo code JDR, help out two America First companies. 
If there is one way that we can tell for sure if somebody is a good candidate, it's not just about whether or not they're willing to, you know, fight against the, the border crisis. It's not just if they support Donald Trump or if Donald Trump supports them. It's not just if they, you know, if they're out there fighting critical race theory, cultural Marxism in general, or if they're opposed to all of these various bills that have been coming out lately, including the Inflation Reduction Act, which is really an Inflation Explosion Act, whatever. We can't just look at that because that's easy to say. It really is. It's easy to, to tell people, hey, you know what? Uh, I'm against critical race theory. You could be a rhino and be against critical race theory. You could be a neocon and be against the border invasion. That doesn't tell us much. And you might say, but those are important issues and we need to focus on them. And I agree. But what we really need are fighters. And to me, the only way, the best way, not the only way, there are other ways, but the best way, the best litmus test that we can use to determine if somebody is going to fight for us, fight on our behalf in Washington, D.C. to truly represent us with America First Values is how they handle pandemic panic theater and what we appears to be the formation of pandemic panic theater 2.0. I'm not suggesting that we only vote for those who are adamantly anti-vax. We wouldn't have very many people to vote for. Frankly, there aren't enough candidates who are out there saying, hey, the COVID jabs are killing people. There aren't a lot. They 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 can't just come out and overtly say those things. And I don't blame them because they do need to, to get, they don't want that to become the only issue that's talked about. They don't want to be demonized, villainized for being you know, against the COVID jabs. Because if they do, if they come out against them, there's only one person who could, by the way, we'll talk about him here in a minute. But if they were to come out against the COVID jabs, that would be their identity as a candidate. They would no longer be Trump-backed candidate or or America First candidate or MAGA candidate or anything else. The entire way that they would be framed by the media and unfortunately by probably the Republican Party itself is that they are the anti-vax candidate. And that's going to turn people off. They will not win. So I don't begrudge people if they're not willing to talk about that, but they have to talk about pandemic panic theater. They have to talk about holding people like Anthony Fauci, Deborah Burks, Rochelle Walensky, holding these people accountable for lying to us. They have all admitted that they were either mistaken or flat out lied. Deborah Burks came out in her book and said, yes, I lied to try to push an agenda, to try to push the lockdowns, to try to push the face masks, to try to get Donald Trump to shut down everything. We conned him. She didn't say those exact words. But if you read between the lines, she was bragging about it in her book, Anthony Fauci. You know, he is the ultimate flip-flopper. Whatever his opinion is at any given moment, it will change the next day. It might even change back the day after that. And he, he believes that he is so far above everything else and everybody else. He truly believes in the most narcissistic form possible that he is science, that he is medicine that he is a messiah of some sort, that he is delivering us just like he delivered us from AIDS. You know, this is the guy that said, hey, you know, be careful with close family contact. Your kids might catch AIDS from you if you're, they're sitting on your lap. I mean, this guy's an idiot. I Legitimately, I mean, I, I don't think, I used to think he's just a misguided, you know, but brilliant man. Now I believe 
he is truly a, an idiot. Okay. Obviously, he's book smart, but even his book smarts pale in comparison to actual doctors that I know, actual scientists that I know, and that probably you know as well. So, yes, they need to be part of the conversation, holding them accountable, holding the CDC accountable, holding the FDA accountable, and definitely, definitely, definitely holding Big Pharma accountable. There's a reason why this is a litmus test to me. Because Republicans, we can say this is true for pretty much all the Democrat lawmakers, but Republicans as well, many of them, perhaps most of them, are in many ways beholden to Big Pharma. Do you know, trivia question, and I've given this answer before in the past, but do you know which person on Capitol Hill, through their own personal campaigns, as well as through the PACs they're involved with, which politician on Capitol Hill has received the most money from Big Pharma? The answer, as I'm sure many of you know, is Mitch McConnell. Mitch McConnell is more beholden to Big Pharma than even somebody like Nancy Pelosi or Chuck Schumer. So that's why he never, ever, 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 ever speaks out against the vaccines, against the drugs, against the theater itself. He was a promoter of pandemic panic theater. He's been a promoter of ubiquitous face masks at all times. He's been a promoter shutting down everything, shutting down businesses, churches, schools for the sake of a disease that at least for people under the age of 40 currently has a 99.994% recovery rate. More people are dying from the vaccines today than from COVID-19. Again, referring to younger adults and especially children. And yet Mitch McConnell is all in favor of pushing jabs onto children. That is why this is the litmus test. This is this will tell you, are they going to be in this for the sake of America, for the sake of the people they represent? Or are these candidates or politicians or both? Maybe they're already in office and running, maybe not. Maybe they're trying to get into office. But if they're not speaking out against Big Pharma, there's a reason for that. It's an easy target. Okay, You don't have to be anti-vax to push against Big Pharma. You don't have to be uh, you know, uh, pro-lockdowns to be against Big Pharma. They're making a killing off of us. I mean, think about that. They're making a killing by killing us literally. It's It pisses me off is what it does. So yes, I do expect candidates, politicians, everybody, if they're going to be running for office, especially as a Republican, then they need to express how they feel about these things, about lockdowns, about you know, Omicron BA.5 or whatever the new variant is called is spreading around and supposedly, oh my gosh, this is so bad. What are they saying about <clears throat> monkeypox? What are they saying about the odd resurgence of polio, which seems to be, many scientists are saying, seems to be tied to the COVID vaccines. Just as an FYI, seems as if polio is making a comeback because of weakened immune systems as a result of people getting jabbed. I'm not a scientist, I'm not a doctor, but I have talked to those who say this is at least a possibility, if not a likelihood. Diseases don't just pop up like that, out of the blue. Why are so many of them popping up like that, out of the blue? Monkeypox has been around for decades that we know of, maybe longer than that. And yet now all of a sudden 
it's spreading like crazy. What changed? The only thing that's changed, folks, is the fact that the COVID vaccines have been spreading across the world. So, yeah, that, to me, must be the litmus test. They've got to be talking about these things. I, again, I, I don't expect everybody to come out and be like Thomas Massey, congressman out of Kentucky, who has been a a fervent opponent of the forcing of the vaccines. He hasn't come out as a true anti-vaxxer, but he had this funny conversation with, with it's with, the funny part is that he actually, you know, it was a story that we had covered a couple of days before. I think we broke the story. I don't know. I wasn't at the time I was so busy, but how the CDC had removed a portion of their website that said that the vaccines, the mRNA, as well as the spike proteins, disappear from your body. They don't stay in the body for long periods of time. They removed that note. Thomas Massey posted about that, saying, you know, a couple days later, he said, hey, why did the CDC remove this? And then Adam Kinzinger, little sissy boy, came out, and he's like, oh, you're lying. It's a well-known fact that this... And, you know, Massey's like, I'm literally just quoting from the CDC website. How is that a lie? Uh, Kinzinger. He's <laughs> just saying his name as a punchline. But anyway, I don't expect everybody to, to go to the extent of, of that. But I do expect them to go to the extent of, say, a Rand Paul, senator out of Kentucky. And Kentucky seems to be seems to be uh, uh, pandemic panic theater uh, attack haven. Yes, Rand Paul. When he goes after Anthony Fauci, he does it aggressively. Every senator, every congressman, and even at the state legislature level, even governor's offices, even mayors, should be asking these questions and, and, and letting us know how they feel about this. Folks, we have such an important series of decisions to make in the coming weeks we have elections coming and yes those are extremely important but i want to be very clear about what a red wave actually means before we get too deep into this a red wave can slow the damage that's being done it can't stop it not there's nothing that if you have mitch mcconnell which who i don't trust but if even if you have him as senate majority leader you have kevin mccarthy who i don't trust as Speaker of the House, and you have strong majorities, unless they're super majorities in both, they can't get anything done to reverse this. All they can do is prevent new legislation from coming out. People seem to be banking on this red wave being the solution. It's not. It's important. We need it. But don't think that that's going to solve all of our problems. It'll just help to remedy, to not remedy, it will help to, to reduce the amount of new problems that are created out of D.C. That's it. Okay. Oh, sure, they'll pass. Oh, everybody will be cheering. They passed the bill that, that uh, you know, repeals the Inflation Reduction Act. Okay, great. You know, just like they passed 15 Obamacare repeals. They passed these things, McConnell does, in the past with John Boehner and Paul Ryan, and now, you know, possibly in the future with, Kevin McCarthy, they pass these knowing that they'll get vetoed by Joe Biden or Kamala Harris or whoever's holding the pen at that particular moment. They know the veto's coming, so they can be bold. But it's not really anything. It's theater. 
It's not Pandemic Panic Theater. It's Kabuki Theater. It's a whole different story. So to me, if you want to know who's really on our side and who's not, see who is speaking out in some form or fashion on, on a regular basis against Big Pharma, the vaccines, Pandemic Panic Theater in general. Find out, you know, those are the people that you want to support. Everybody else, are they really going to fight for you? I don't think so. I don't think they will. So, yes, keep all that in mind. We have, as a nation, an opportunity to start unifying the America First movement. We can obliterate the uniparty system, the uniparty swamp. And only we can, well, God can. But as far as, you know, from this planet itself, the only ones who really can are us. And it's only if we're unified, we have to stop fighting against each other. And that's, I'm not talking about unifying the Republican Party. We have to take over the Republican Party and unify patriots behind this America First movement. Notice I didn't say we have to unify behind Trump. Because as I noted earlier, there's one person who could come out as anti-vax and be okay with it. That would be Trump. Unfortunately, I don't know if he will. He's still busy promoting the, the vaccines. So take what you will from that. I don't blame him, but I don't like him. And I will look for other people. I'll support him for now. We'll see what happens. Hopefully you'll support me by going to jdrecker.com slash give. Lord willing, I will be back very soon with another episode. But in the meantime, you'll stay strong, stay safe, and God bless. Hey, everybody, it's J.D. Rucker. I wanted to talk to you real quick about the future. Seems like everything's going crazy. Okay, we've got food crisis, supply chain issues, border crisis, war in Ukraine. They're going after Donald Trump. The globalists are really pushing for the Great Reset. It's happening. Everything that Everything is going wrong. The economy is tanking. Okay, I have put together a list of sponsors that you can find at jdrucker.com slash prepare. That's jdrucker.com slash prepare. As those who have listened to me or watched me for a long time know, I do not pick out sponsors based upon how lucrative they will be. I pick out sponsors because I believe in their products. I stick with these sponsors for an extended period of time. I test them out. I vet them out. I make sure they are America first companies, that they're not donating to Democrats, that they're not beholden to the Chinese Communist Party. So check it out, jdrucker.com slash prepare, jdrucker.com slash prepare. God bless America. This episode is made possible by PwC. It's getting hot out here. Moving the mercury can help move your business. PwC helps turn sustainability theory into real-world action. Reduce your carbon footprint while increasing transparency in net zero commitments. Start with reporting to identify your climate risks and reinvent your business. Create a more sustainable business and a stronger planet. It's all part of the new equation. Learn more at thenewequation.com. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.